Will you pray with me? Gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts together be acceptable in your sight through Christ Jesus, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. The story is told of three rabbis who were arguing together over what constituted the word of God. One of them said it was the scroll, the words that were written in the Torah, that these words themselves were the word of God. And another one said, no, no, the word is, uh, is the concept that we receive when we read the word and it, and it communicates a meaning or a message to us. This is the word of God. And the, uh, the third one said, the word of God is whatever you do after you leave the synagogue and you go forward in the world. Hmm. God has a word for us. That's a bold statement. I remember my mentor, Dr. Albert Cavanaugh, when I was in seminary, we sat down one day and we were talking about various things and something caused him to look back in his mind and reminisce about a time when he was getting ready to graduate from high school. And he, he, was, he had been raised in a small community in Louisiana. And the, the high school had a large auditorium where they took part in these, these events. It could seat just almost 1,200 people. And they had a fairly small class, so all the family and the relatives crowded into this big auditorium. And he, he said they put on their caps and gowns and they came walking down the center aisle of the auditorium toward the seats that had been reserved at the front near the stage. And he looked up and over the top of the stage, one of the senior class officers had commissioned a banner to be hung. And it said these words, we have crossed the bay, the ocean lies ahead. It truly captures the meaning of commencement at the end of a high school career, something that a few uh, people will be doing in our community in just a couple of short months. Seniors gathering together, moving out of high school and on into lives. We've crossed the bay and the ocean lies ahead. I can't think of a better image for what baptism means to a Christian. I, I get surprised sometimes when we run into people in our culture today that seem to, to feel like baptism is something that should be reserved until we're absolutely sure about every philosophical and theological idea about God. And when we're absolutely certain that we've all got it locked down, lashed together, and everything is good and tight and ready for whatever comes, then we can finally say, I have arrived, I'm baptized, now I'm a Christian. And that's it. My soul is laid up in heaven. I scotch tape a fish to the trunk of my car, and everything will be rosy and sweet afterward. But we know better, don't we, if we're honest with ourselves? Baptism is a symbol of birth, not of completion. Baptism is a symbol of beginning, not of endings. Baptism is not graduation so much as commencement. 
You can say to any Christian who has finally come to a place where they are ready to be baptized, we have crossed the bay, but the ocean lies ahead. Years ago, I was praying, and artists have weird minds, I suppose. But as I sunk deeper and deeper into my time of prayer, a vision presented itself to me in two parts. First, there was a a large tub that had a beautifully crafted model ship just sitting in the middle of it. And the ship was three or four feet tall and was so intricate, so delicate, and it was made with expensive materials. And it just sat there floating in this large brass or copper tub. And all around were brass poles and velvet ropes and signs had been hung that said, please do not touch. Stay behind the ropes and don't touch anything. And as I contemplated this vision in my head, it dissolved into a new vision of a ship that was tossing wildly in in a storm-tossed sea. A tempest was blowing, and the ship was running up one side of the waves and crashing down the other. Water was spilling across the deck. People on the deck were holding on to the tiller of the ship as hard as they could to keep it tracking in a straight track, and there were people in the rigging. And as I saw this vision in my head, I heard the sound of singing. Joyful, exuberant, strained singing. And it came to my mind, whether I had thought this vision up myself or God planted it there, that the church is every bit like a ship, but we cannot set it in a brass tub. We have to cross the bay and point it toward the open sea. And here's the hard part about that. There is no map for where we're sailing. It feels like the world isn't making much sense to you right now. Rest easy this morning. You're not crazy. The world has lost its mind. There is no map for where we are sailing. All we can rely on is a compass now. We need those tools of navigation that allow us to find our true north, to know that Christ is with us in every circumstance, That the one who causes the seas to roil up and the tempests to blow and can shake Kadesh and causes mighty oaks to whirl sits enthroned above the seas. and We are his. And the waters in this font look serene and still and calm. But that's the waters in the bay. We are being born into a new reality. And our only hope is that we throw away our old maps. Like when you come across a map that was drawn of the New World before Columbus sailed to the New World. And there be sea monsters out there. And at one point, there's an edge of the world with ships sailing right off the end. Sometimes preachers like me will get up and try to tell you that there's a map for where we're going and there's a perfect plan for all of it. But there isn't. God is making all things new. God is 
pushing us out to where the church can do the most good in the open sea. And we may find ourselves amidst storms. And we might find ourselves from time to time having to put in at land and to replenish and refurnish and refurbish our sailing vessel. But in every circumstance, we have prayer. We have the Scriptures. And we have each other. And we have Jesus Christ, our true north. So let us look to Christ Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of the faith we claim. Let us look to him in every circumstance. Let us ask of ourselves, not what would Jesus do, but what would Jesus have me do today? Let us be as faithful as our Stephen ministers. And in a, in a day and a time when Time itself is the most precious thing that we have to commit 50, 60, 80 hours to saying yes to God, whatever it takes. And to the Stephen ministers, I want to say to you, all that training, well done, well done, but you've only crossed the bay. The ocean lies ahead. And in the ocean is where the ministry takes place. Amen? Amen.